How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagnon here. Welcome you to edition number 36 of Joe vs. the World, our first show of 2007. My guest today is making his third appearance. He is the former host of the Pursuit Power Hour and the current host of the Dr. Keith Lipinski Show. He's a true friend of our little program. It's Dr. Keith Lipinski. Keith, a happy new year to you. Joseph, merry, merry, merry New Year's. I wish I could share a New Year's kiss with you, but I don't swing that way, and more importantly, I already gave it to someone else. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me back, of course, because the first of the year, you really want to set up a good impression for the rest of the year. So basically, Joe, sorry that the rest of the year is going to suck after this interview is over with. So. Well, what can you do? I'm unless, curious what kind unless of... You uh, figure, unless you figure out a way to somehow or other reunite the Pressu Power Hour in the same way the planets align, maybe once in every 100,000 years, causing a great apocalypse to the Earth. Well, Mike Simmervivi, he's a little hard to deal with, as I'm sure you, you know. know. You know what? He's a fucker. I'm just going to say yeah. this right now. I love the boy dearly, you know, but you know, I will say that he is both a fucker and a bastard, and he's enjoying the fact that I'm calling him a fucker right now. That, that, that's saying all sorts of weird stuff about him. Wow. Now, I'm curious what kind of New Year's resolutions does uh, Dr. Keith make, if he makes any. Uh, you know, I, I actually, a, a few years ago, I made a resolution to give up the eating of meat. That was uh, in the year of 1980, uh, 1997 of our Lord, and I actually kept that New Year's resolution for, God, maybe seven and a half years. Hmm. So wow. I am I, I, someone that, that, that enjoys a good New Year's resolution and a good year, New Year's revolution live on pay-per-view tomorrow night, but... Uh, you know, uh, to me this year, it's more about drinking. I, I, I'm going to drink more this year. And wow, by, more, by drinking more, I mean more water. So oh. I'm, basically, I'm basically, if you hear any time where I seem like I'm passing out, it's not being passing out because of pain, because of some vicious, savage ankle lock that uh, Kurt Angle put on Small Joe's girlfriend. It's me passing out basically because I've drowned in the enormous amount of water that I intend on drinking every single day. At least it won't be dehydration that, that does you in. No, it, it will be overhydration. So I really, you don't really hear that much. I mean, you, you hear stories every once in a while. You get those wacky email forwards from friends and stuff talking about this person dying wackily. But you don't really get the, this person was overhydrated. Hmm. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping to be that person. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, let's see. I, I, I plan on possibly attending more live wrestling in 2000. Uh, seven or two odd odd seven, if you will, than I did last year. Last year, I basically was confined to I think two IWA Mid South shows, uh, a whole bunch of ROH shows, uh, an ECW show, which I, I would rather forget, and uh, I think uh, I, I did go to that thing. I don't know if you ever heard it called WrestleMania last year. Oh yeah, I didn't, enjoy, didn't really enjoy it. I don't know what it was. I mean, it, it was fun, I guess, for what it was and for the John Cena hatred, but it just wasn't. Everything that I wish it was. Mm. That seems like you've seen quite a lot of live wrestling last year. More than me. I had, um, I think, three Ring of Honor... No. It may have only been two Ring of Honor shows and a SmackDown taping. And also an ECW show. Well, it was... You know, like, we went to an ECW show up in the mecca of the Midwest. Uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. And, uh, wow. You know, it was basically... A good way, my, my wife's lovely, dear family, has a summer home up there. And, uh, you know, I enjoy going up to the summer home, but the wife enjoys going up there much more than I do. And she always wants us to take long, extended weekends. So I said, okay, well, why don't we take it on this weekend? One night we'll go out for a very nice dinner, and the next night we'll go see ECW. 
Oops. As a married man, I haven't made many mistakes in my first year of marriage, Joe. And uh, this might have been one of them because she was very intrigued by by the wrestlers. And, you know, basically, anytime, you know, like, she understands sometimes why I'm so into it. Like, she understands the fact I could appreciate a good wrestling match. But more importantly, I would rather watch Crap Like Hustle, or used to watch Crap Like Hustle, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm. But at the same time, there was nothing that redeeming about the ECW house show that we saw which uh, featured uh, Mike Knox, which right there, you know, that that didn't help her at all. Just incredible. This is when he was still employed. So sort of that sort of hurt my whole goal of getting my wife not to respect wrestling or even enjoy wrestling, but just to understand that wrestling is there and there's good things about going to wrestling shows live. That seemed like a, uh, a misfire on your part. It, it really, I mean, I, I would sit there and, and you know, I, I sort of wanted to look in the mirror and chance myself that I fucked up. But, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was. It was just interesting just to sit there and be like, you know, 10 years ago I was driving out to Philadelphia for these things and now they're in Green Bay or were in Green Bay because, of course, you know, that, that, that whole running the house show thing really, I guess, no, no, it didn't. Um. You know, I don't know. I don't know what 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 was more. I, I think I think when the Observer Awards come out in in a few weeks, I think people are going to sit there and see the WWE's bastardization of things that should remain dead. Really, just irked my two odd odd six. I can confirm that. But I have a uh, I have a random question. You have interviewed many many a folk in the the wrestling business. Have you ever interviewed anyone while they were in Japan? Hmm. You know, I uh, actually, the only person I interviewed while they were in Japan was the mighty uh, great sumo Akabono. Ah, uh, okay. This was right before the legendary five-star bar burner that he had with uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he was actually backstage during the, uh, it was one of the K1 Hero shows, and you could actually hear some of the crowd during it. So that was sort of nice. I, I really, if there's anything, maybe maybe for my show what I need is more crowd participation. <laughs> You know, just because that was the only person that I've had. I mean, I've talked to guys while they've been in Japan, but ah. I've never been able to sit there and be like, oh, let's try and do the interview. I uh, did try and do uh, a good friend of the show, even though he's sort of still pissed at me. Uh, Matt Bloom, who plays, of course, Giant Bernardo, uh, once the most protected man in Japan. I actually tried to talk to him while he was in Japan as well, but uh, unfortunately his cell phone was all, you know, just, yeah. It was all wacky in Japanese and such. Even though most cell phones are wacky in Japanese, his is even more so. Why was he mad at you? Uh, he's he's mad at me because usually when I send my please be on my show emails, I, I include a list, a laundry list of people that I've interviewed in the four or so years that I've been doing this sort of interviewing. And when I when I do an interview, Joe, you know, you've heard it's not really an interview. It's just me just basically thinking of random things off the top of my head and asking them. But uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, he was very upset, for in the monster list that I had, I had not included him originally on uh, people that I talked to. This was like me trying to talk to him for the second time. I included the laundry list, and he was upset about that, that his name wasn't even near the top or the bottom. He was, I think it was actually the fact that Vincent Verhey was on there, but he wasn't. So there was, there was, I don't really like to throw out the insider terms, but since this is an insider show, I'm just going to love a little secret. I think there's still heat there. Wow. I mean, and wouldn't he realize he had been on the show previously? That seems like a silly thing. Well, I, I think I think it's, it's, it's some of those people. You know, some people really, you know, I, I don't really want to say 
sad, sad, sad people, Mike Sempervivi, uh, they like to look at things and try and find their name first and foremost. You know, mm. like I know Mike is a big fan of getting the Observer sitting there opening a cold can of Schlitz malt liquor and trying to find where his name is in the thank you. And if he's not included in the thank you, and I am, then burning the issue. I see. Yeah. Very- the only reason I asked about the Japan issue is I had to interview the American Balloon while he was in Japan, actually in his apartment with about five other DDT wrestlers you could hear in the background. I wasn't sure if I had pioneered uh, interviewing someone while they were in Japan. I appear well, to have not. Maybe you've, you've, maybe you've interviewed, you know, maybe we could say that you are the pioneer when it comes to interviewing a nicely breasted man who wrestles for DDT. But when it comes to a nicely breasted man who does MMA and possibly some sort of pro wrestling, God willing, that, that, would, that would be me. I'm your pioneer of that kind of breasted man. You know what? I'll take it. That, that, uh, you know what? It's a really, I mean, honestly, you know, not a lot of people can say that, Joe. So you should be, you should actually feel thrilled and almost honored, somewhat honored. I just had a point I was going to think. Oh, uh, Akabono recently retired, defeated, or winless in his career. Are you sad by this? I, I think everyone I'm, is a bit. I'm just sad that that fight with Silva didn't go on longer. That's all. That was my only, my only sad, sad point. The fact of all the MMA coverage that was done on MMA Nightmare Weekend, like, oh, Tocho versus Tito. Yeah, big fucking <laughs> We've seen it fucking before. Give me fucking Giant Silva and the mighty Akabono, and then we're talking shoot fighting goodness right there. So, you know, that, I, I'm, I'm sort of sad for the fact that I think that, much like in, in life, there needs to be winners and losers. And Akabono was a fantastic loser. And every fight that he had, even the bad ones, you could sit there and say, well, it doesn't matter, because Akabona didn't give his all, and that's why he lost. <laughs> and we're really not going to have that anymore. And that really, it, it sort of, you know, I, I hate to say it, that fucking ticks me off. All right. I'm sort of, I'm sort of upset right now about that. I, well, next topic. No, I, I, you know, it's, if you can't beat the Giant Silva, you know, or Gigante Silva, you sit there, you have to look at yourself in your very large mirror and sit there and think, well, Career-wise, what do I have left? You know, there's always that pro wrestling, that Matt Sports. Perhaps he can be the next Hashimoto. I don't know. You know, the fact that it seems that he's still over after all this time, which isn't surprising. I'm, I'm just surprised the fact that uh, that maybe Tanahashi didn't try to run over someone's legacy with his car or something like that. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I think that if Akabono puts his mind to it, he'll probably be back in the in a year or two, I don't Wow. All right, well, time to get to the, the crux of this interview. We had quite a long there's, break between uh, Dr. Cruxes. Uh, well, not that kind of crux, but... Okay. There's a long break between Dr. Keith's shows. Uh, we've heard some excuses, but I want to know the real scoop here. I, I think you were out in California. What was going on, Keith? Well, I, 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 I sort of didn't mention this on my holiday bonanza, which is still available at ProfessorPower.com. Uh, I, I actually uh, actually was uh, working for a, a little company called uh, Big Vision Entertainment, whose Wrestling Society X show premieres on uh, music television on TV. You might you might have heard of it, Joe. I don't know. I don't know. You seem you seem cool and all. I know you like the Mr. P experience and stuff. You might sort of be hip to what the kids are watching these days. But uh, yeah, it premieres on MTV Tuesday night, uh, January thirtieth at ten thirty ten thirty. 
p.m. Eastern Standard Time or, of course, 9.30 Central if you're into real time zones like I am. Uh, I was actually uh, working on that, and I had a, a big responsibility on that show. you got, you got to think, this is a multi-multi. I can't even tell you how much money was spent on this show alone because you'll, you'll see it in the final product. This was a, a you know, project of multiple proportions, and there are very important tasks that need to be done on shows so big like this, you know, like, you know, it's it just, you can't even imagine the, the size and scope of something this big. And I had a task that was unlike any other task, for I was the time keither, Dr. Keith. Yes, I actually, I was, uh, I, I, I rang the bell and I timed the matches. So really, apparently the Green Lantern fan was unavailable, so because the gimmick apparently has been retired by him, which, you know, really is, is fucking great. And I'd like to announce right now that I plan on retiring the Dr. Keith gimmick by uh, the summer of 2009. Wow. So, yeah, that, that's an exclusive right there, a, a Joe versus the world exclusive. 2009, it's done. Keep in mind, I, I'm a horrible liar. So Okay. It might might be on 2019 or 2020-19 or whatever you like to splice it. So yeah, I was actually I was actually out in California for the entire taping of uh, the first series except for the pilot episode, which uh, I was not a part of. Although I would like to think spiritually, I was there in spirit. I see. Now, what what other responsibilities did you have uh, out there? I I, I I I am. I don't know if you know this. I am the I'm one of the talent scout scouters for WSX, which basically means I get to watch wrestling and tell people what I think about it, which really is something that's totally, you know, if you've heard my show, this is something that's completely new to me, Joe. Huh. So, yeah, it's basically, basically I, I had a lot of contact with the creator of WSX, Kevin Kleinrock, who, of course, is a huge Dr. Keith Mark. Uh, and he enjoyed my show so much, and we got to talking about the business, and more importantly, girls and cars and because of those those interests we decided that perhaps him and i could possibly talk and figure out you know talent that he might not know of that i know of that possibly would be perfect for this project and uh i'm i'm pretty happy with the way the tapings went down and uh uh you know so far so good and i'm really really looking forward to the 30th because i i think that this is going to be a very nice half hour of professional wrestling per week, where things sort of make a little bit more sense for the fact that everything is booked for a greater good, and I don't mean money, but I mean, like, there are definitely storylines that are there that basically come across during the 10, 10 weeks that not maybe not necessarily, you know, what would have in a WWE where they forget something after week four, because instead of sitting there going, okay, we have 28 hours of television per week, we have all these storylines, and all of a sudden you forget that, uh, you know, Goldust and Gene Snitsky were very good friends for a while. Hmm? Yes. Is that true, or did you just make that up? I'm just, well, I mean, they, they were a fine, fine tag team, if you remember oh, that. that's that was, right. I didn't remember Really that. the glory days of Heat uh, tag teams. I'm curious what names you, uh, you came up with to be a part of this project, if you can reveal this. Uh, I, I cannot reveal all the names, but a lot of the... Some of the guys from the young Midwest area were okay. were gentlemen that I basically suggested or possibly said, you know what, I think this guy is a good hand in the ring. Uh, he definitely has very nice soft hands. I think he actually uses some sort of moisturizer. So 
Uh, the, the guys that basically Kevin has, has talked about, uh, the Tyler Blacks, the Josh Abercrombies, uh, and uh, someone by the name of Matt Classic, who I actually, uh, actually read about a long time ago on Dragon's Press. And, uh, you know, it was like one of those things where I, I, I found some contact information from him, and we brought him to the tapings, and uh, he might be the single most influential wrestler of the 1950s in the year 2007. So think about that, Joe. You don't even need a DeLorean to know how awesome that is. Wow. Yeah. So are, are you the, the John Laurinaitis, so to speak, of uh, Wrestle Society X? I wouldn't really say so because I have a clue. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, would, I would say that my role is more like like a seedy high school recruiter, so to speak, where I come look at them at shows and I have a nice like Tom Landry hat and I ask for them for pictures. DVDs and measurements, not not really for any reason, just because I'm curious. And then, you know, I would basically try and hook them up with my bosses, and we would go from there and hopefully find a match and find them a suitable gimmick for their tastes and styles. So, you know, I, I would think, if anything, I was more of a haberdashery than a, a Johnny Ace. Well, when you acquire the, the uh, retire the Dr. Keith name, we can start calling you Ace, and you'll have an instant new gimmick. There, there we go. So that, that's, that's, you know, the thing is, whenever I think of talent scout, I can't help but think of CD stuff. So, like, I don't think of, you know, wow, this person is really going to help me get a side of the business. I think of, all right, get on this couch and take off your bra. So, you know, and being in Hollywood, I saw plenty of that, too. So it was good. good it, was a, it was a fantastic week. I mean, it was just, you know, I, I really, I mean, I, I, I think, I think once people give the show a damn chance, and I think, once people watch like a few episodes, that I, I think a lot of people will enjoy this just for the fact that it is a half hour where you have you know some of the greatest wrestlers in the world that aren't overexposed or we haven't seen all over the place. But I mean, when you look at this roster, I mean, if you sat there and told me if you said to Young Joe, where you're you're based, where are you based out of, Joe? You based out of uh, Massachusetts. You're based out of lovely, lovely mass, all right? Yep. And you sat there and told me there was an indie show coming with Ruckus, Jack Evans, and Dog, Teddy Hart, you, Matt Seidel, uh, you know, all these great talents. You'd be, you'd be excited. I would be. You know? But, but you know, like the, 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 the general dismissal of the show, you know, is, of course, obviously going to happen just because people will sit there and, you know, people will find excuses right away without watching it. But at the same time, hopefully those people that are still making excuses for it or sitting there going, I don't know how this is going to be, will at least give the show a chance. And I guess that's all I'm asking for. Give us give us two weeks. We're not going to take off any weight. You might gain some weight while watching it if you enjoy some sort of buttery snack or perhaps a favorite of mine, caramel corn. But, uh, if, if you just take a few weeks to watch it, I, I think you're going to like what you see. But if, if you're watching this for Dr. Keith's sightings, if, if you pause it during some portions, you might see parts of my sidebars. So, wow. you know, I, 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 I sadly did not do any of the classically trained acting that I'm renowned for on, on the show. Uh, you will see me pop up from here to there as a corpse, perhaps. Uh, I just, I, I, I I basically, I, I kept that part of it low. I was just basically making sure that it was a good time and, and just basically sitting there. And, and when you're sitting there and you have been a fan of pro wrestling for as long as I have, and you've seen 
you know, countless hours of tapes, DVDs, everything else under the sun, gone to so many live events. To sit there and be in that element as the, you know, thing is happening, like, you know, even before the cameras are rolling and guys are working through their matches and talking about what they're going to do for the matches and stuff like that. It's really, it just totally changes your perception on so much that is pro wrestling. So that, that to me, was one of the coolest things. And I, I, I met a lot of fantastic people out there. So I, I, I really hope this succeeds because, really, I have this bell here, and I don't really have anyone to ring it to. So, you know, cre- creatively, creatively, I, I, I did suggest, though, for season two, a gong. You know? <laughs> And multiple costume changes, but that's just that's just me. But uh, you know, it was it was a, a, a fantastic week, and uh, I it was it was one of the the highlights of, of the the life of one Doctor Keith. So you know, now what's the uh, the philosophy behind Wrestle Society X? I I, I look I remember some uh, some spoilers. It seemed people had some very broad gimmicks. The the, the philosophy of Wrestling Society X is basically. It is uh, it is held in a place called the Bunker Joe, hmm. the WSX Bunker, and these are our matches, and a lot of these matches have something called storylines to them, and uh, you know it's it's we, some of the characters that we were giving these people are wonderful larger than life characters, and uh, it's it, it's a good time, and and that's all I can say because I don't really want to give away too much. I want to I want the people to be surprised when they watch it rather than just sitting there. Being like, oh well, no. <laughs> hey, I listened to Doctor Keith on Joe versus the World, and man, I already know everything that's going to happen. So you know, you know, you just got to sit there and just get there and get their attention. Tell them, you know, if you want to see Team Dragon Gate, two two of the finest in Japan, if you want to see Yoshino and Haguchi, you know, you know where you're going to look. You're going to look on MTV. You know, that's awesome. That is so. That is the fact that you'll be able to sit there and see those guys and some of the matches that we have them against. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, to see some of the things that are going to happen this year, it, it's going to be something that people will want to watch. And when you t- think about it, with the 10 episodes that they have, 30 minutes an episode, we're talking, what is that? That's like five hours. So basically, we're asking you to watch a week worth of WWE TV over 10 weeks. You should be able to do that. And, 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 I cannot forget this, Joe, WSX Extra, the... Other half of the delicious pie that is WSX, featuring, of course, uh, matches, skits, highlights, and just all sorts of goodness. So that's going to be something I think is going to be on uh, uh, on the official website of WSX, which is coming short, shortly. So, so are you? It, going it, to isn't a... it isn't about just a half hour, Joe. It's about the half hour and maybe like you know fifteen or twenty minutes. Oh. So, will you have a continuing relationship with Wrestle Society X if should they do more tapings down the line? Well, I'm ready to sell out to one of the big two, Joe. So, really, you know. And and by big two, I mean Hustle or possibly DDT. (laughs) They actually could use you in uh, any promotion, really. But I I, I actually would like to see you in the uh, working for Vince McMahon as a SmackDown writer. Or maybe an ECW writer. With the talent that's there, I mean, it's it's not, you know, it, it's not, and you notice people don't sit there and talk about talent when, when problems with the WWE. It's like, there's so many, there's so much great talent that's out there right now in the pro wrestling world. It's just how do you use the talent for the ways that it should be, you know? Like, because, I mean, like, talent scouting and stuff like that, I mean, I could watch a WWE event and be like, you know, oh, that guy would be, 
you know, that guy would be awesome in WSX. Sorry, he's under contract for three or four years. So, mm. you know, if anything, I should know because I've been making some calls and stuff like that. I've been talking to me and Johnny Ace. We talk every usually uh, Wednesday morning at like around nine thirty while he's getting his back rub and having his breakfast uh, fed to him, uh, while also talking about uh, I think uh, what is it Pokemon with uh, Mrs. Baba. So, uh huh. And uh, do you have any any backstage wacky stories from uh, WSX? Any any I, I, being in the biz? I, 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 I am not a liberty to say, but I had fun. So. Okay. Good time. We'll wait, we'll wait for the book. The book, the when it comes out in the, in the pop-up book, that was my experience there. And, and basically my entire life should be out on pop-up book within the next few months, years. So, you know, I don't know. I just I, All I know is I, I definitely want to foster a long uh, lifetime with WSX, so please watch it. it, it if not for yourself, for Dr. Keith. And, and you know what? Now no one's going to watch it because of that. <laughs> fucking spite me, you assholes. So, no, I, I love each and every one of you. So, hi, Alan, for life, and uh, anyone else that's listening from the board, and uh, everyone else that's listening as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm done hijacking the segment. Back to Joe. All right. Well, any more uh, Russell Society X thoughts? I think we've covered uh, it's, it's, what it's, we can cover for now. Yes, I think I think anyone that that likes wrestling should enjoy this, and you know, just give it a chance. That's that's all I'm saying. You know, I don't I don't care about giving Pete a chance anymore because I know that's not going to happen. But you mm-hmm. can sit there and just sit in front of the TV. Come on, what are, really, really? What are you going to see on ECW? A Sandman video? Oh, 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 Tommy Dreamer cut a promo with the Great Khali, and the Great Khali not even going to get sitting there getting a promo time to give a you know or rebut? No, no. But. uh you know, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, check it out, uh, the 30th, some of the finest talents in all of the wrestling world, and uh, a, a wonderful, wonderful experience, and that's all I can say. All right. Now, uh, while you were in California, I believe you attended a PWG show and had a – did you have timekeeping duties there as well? Well, that, that's the good thing about the wrestling business, that once you've been a timekeeper, you can sit there and basically bring your huge ring bell – and, of course, the wrench uh, to any sort of event and sit there and basically try and get on the card. And uh, I, I, I know a lot of the good chaps that are in PWG, fine, fine outstanding young men. And uh, I basically was like, you know, I'm here. I have the spell here. I would like to do something with the spell. And, you know, someone suggested, you know, sticking it straight up my ass. And I told him, damn it, Super Dragon, no, your gimmick is not to talk to people. So, and it was awesome because he didn't really talk. He just sort of mimed it. And really, if you've never seen Super Dragon mime, you know, you could stick that ring bell up your fucking ass. You really, I mean, that, that probably was the highlight of the whole California trip. So, uh, yeah, it was basically, you know, the, the conversation and the negotiations to get me the ring bell were like this. I said to my very good friend Excalibur, uh, do you need a special guest timekeeper for the main event this evening? And he said, yeah. And I said, "Cool," and that was it. That was it. Wow. But the thing was, the thing was with PWG, the ring of the bell duties. You know, here's the thing: people will really think about the psychology of being a timekeeper. You know, when we, when we talk about matches, work rates, spots, and everything else, no one sits there and talks about you know the bell, like where you have to hit it, how many times you have to hit it, and it's different every single place. You know, in Wrestling Society X, it was a nice ding, ding, ding. In PWG, one ding to start, and then three dings after the match is over with. 
So this is this is I may, maybe I've said too much. Now I'm curious. Were you perhaps accosted by um, a wrestler like a Super Dragon, someone not very personable? Perhaps they thought you did a poor job timekeeping after the match. Perhaps put their hands on you. Actually, actually, no. I was giving very nicely high fives from all the boys backstage, and uh, that was sort of nice because I was actually able to peer behind the curtain and actually see, you know, what goes on back. Because like, I saw what goes on backstage at WSX. never saw what happened inside a wonderful Southern California indie like PWG. And uh, sadly, uh, Rocky Romero, who, you know, is a fucker also, like Mike Sumperivi, uh, he, uh, he accosted me. So he actually punched me right in the nose. So I was not able to get on the other side of the curtain. So Wow. But, uh, no, everyone everyone said I did a tremendous job. I, I, I had been offered uh, permanent employment there as their permanent timekeeper, as I did the best job since Herb. And uh, I believe also uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was also another fantastic celebrity guest timekeeper. But at the same time, you know, think about it. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JTT, doesn't have his own radio show like Dr. Keith does. So, that's very true. That's, that's extremely, extremely true. But uh, you know, no, it was it was actually very cool to do. And uh, the next night, actually, the person that I was doing the timekeeping for that I took his spot, I guess he was so flustered by my awesome performance that he kept on messing up on the second night. And actually, the PWG uh, commissioner, that that lovely, lovely renowned man, uh, Dino, young Dino, actually had Mr. Dino had to take over and do the timekeeping. So they could have actually used me for night two. But uh, sadly, I was on a airplane, a jet plane, well, the day before. I was actually on a jet plane on my, that morning, on a jet plane on my way home to uh, the lovely, lovely city of Chicago. So, you know. But uh, I don't know. Maybe perhaps Dr. Keith and PWG will find a way to work together somehow in the future. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I've, I got I actually, because of doing WSX, and doing the radio show now for almost an entire season of the Dr. Keith Pensky show. Almost uh, almost 26, I believe, 20, episode 26 will be out this weekend, hopefully, God willing, mm. perhaps. No, probably not. Uh, but uh, after the 26th episode of the Dr. Keith show, that is, of course, one full season, and hopefully I can get those syndication rights and basically start making the big high money. And uh, because of that, of course, the offers are just pouring in right now for awesome wrestling-related projects for the future that, of course, I can't talk about here today. But that's the best thing about this interview, Joe. It's not what I can say. It's all the things I fucking can't say. So, good times. All right. Oh, we also can't forget the most important duty of a timekeeper. Perhaps if a brawl or a fracas has broken out post-match, you would ring that bell to hopefully remind the wrestlers that the match is indeed over and there's no need to fight and how successful that usually is. You know, it's hard because you could sit there and usually in the heat of the moment, when people are taking swings at each other or hitting, clocking each other with chairs, they, they're usually their ears are moving back and forth so quick that unfortunately sounds made by a bell can't travel through those ears. So therefore, they just totally dismiss it and can't understand it at all. You know, it, 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 it's one of those things where you could hit the bell like eight or nine times. They're still not going to hear it because there's a, there's a problem. That's why the possibly ring bell technology has to change. You know, we have to get with the times. This isn't this isn't too odd, 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 odd zero. Come on, this isn't the year two thousand. We got to sit there. We got to progress. We got we can't sit there and just rest on our laurels. <laughs> okay. I think I think basically what I'm trying to say is I'm looking at you, science, 
I'm telling you, devise a better ring bell so that when wrestlers hear it, they when they hear multiple ringings, they can sit there and go, oh, yeah, that's right, we better stop, stop attacking each other. Now, you, you have now been to a PWG, ROH, IWA, Mid-South. Are you going to try to go to a, a Chikara show or CCW and try to hit for the independent cycle? I, 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 I hopefully will be doing a Chikara show. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about going to Pennsylvania. I haven't, I haven't been in Pennsylvania for a show since maybe 2004, I think, was the last time. Yeah, I went to the last time I was in Philly for a show was the Midnight Express reunion for Ring of Honor, where I, they had the Jim Cornette Q&A, and I actually made Jim Cornette into a little bit of a hizzy when I asked him about, uh, you know, why wasn't the other Midnight Express there? And that, by that, I mean, of course, you know, uh, Bart Gunn and Bart Pop Holly. <laughs> and uh, sadly, sadly, of course, the audio levels of that were so bad. So that is, of course, on the never-to-be-released pile uh, in Dave Sapolsky's uh, Meat Locker. So uh, that was the last time I was in Philly. I always have an itch to uh, go out on the East Coast. So hopefully I'll be able to go out for, for those shows. And uh, I actually was talking with uh, my good friend Excalibur about possibly, that's a big possibility, possibly sponsoring a team this year in the Kingdom Trios tournament. Because, you know, back in Chicago, we have these wonderful uh, 16-inch Chicago-sized softball leagues where afterwards we eat some uh, Chicago-style deep-dish pizza, have a few hot dogs, hot dogs, and, of course, drink a lot of old-style beer, which does not come from Chicago, but everyone thinks it does. And, uh, you know, I was thinking as, as the Dr. Keith team was, you know, hitting me with empty cans of old-style, what if I sponsored someone in the world of professional wrestling? So I'm, I'm, I'm seriously considering there is, you know, some offers on the table. It's more of a matter now of financing than anything else, Joe. Really? Who, who would you sponsor on your team? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, we had talked before. Right now, my team would consist of uh, Excalibur, mm-hmm. former WCWS champion Steve Mongo McMichael, and a, a third person to be named later. Uh, someone, uh, uh, someone, uh, someone had asked me if that third person would be the in-ring debut of the shaved silverback Bill Barlow, but sadly, uh, I, I don't think I don't think Bill will be in ring shape by then. Oh. So, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't know. I'm doing. I'm actually. That's the good thing about doing the the the, the scouting for WSX is the fact that I can actually scout for my own team as well. When you said you had a, you mentioned Team Keith. I didn't know whether that meant uh, you would actually be participating with perhaps. No, Bill no, Bolo. no. I, 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 I am all about the you know getting as close to the ring as possible without stepping inside and taking any bumps on my very fragile pelvis. That's good. I wonder yeah. if I could sponsor a team. They have some slots open. No, no, no. no. This is this is my fucking gimmick, Joe. Oh, this is wow. the team. There's no 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 team Joe versus the world. There's team. There could be a team Dr. Keith though. So it's basically huh. a, a a good i a good reason to make crappy T-shirts for. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Really nice team Dr. Keith on one side and a backside a picture of me in the Tilde Van costume. So. Is it, did the Tilda Bain costume exist, or would this just be concept, uh, conceptual? Well, it would be, hopefully. I mean, it, it all depends, because sometimes, you know, NAFTA, Joe, the North American Free Trade Agreement, really helped us in a number of respects. 
But in, in, in the case of getting fabric from one end of Canada to one end of Mexico, it has been a hassle like you wouldn't believe. So it would hopefully be the actual tilde, a picture of the tilde bang, you know, me in the tilde bang suit, but it might be an artist, you know, you know, an artist rendering of it. The only worry is the fact that if there's some sort of tilde bang bandit and, you know, someone sees the shirt and they put one and one together and figure out that I've been, you know, possibly robbing 7-Eleven for their sleuthing machines under the tilde bang costume guys. All right. Well, on to the world of Japan, or the country of Japan. It's not its own world, but have you had a chance to see any of the One Four Dome show yet? I'm, I'm actually, right now, I'm, I'm downloading some of the very fine matches on the show because I'm, I'm very, very curious to watch this. I'm, 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 I wouldn't say I'm excited or giddy, but I'm sort of excited and giddy to watch this because a lot of this reminds me of, you know, when I really, like, my my like second wave of really being in Japan, I think it peaked around uh, well January fourth of two thousand one, where they did the huge IWGP tournament, uh, the one night Delia Bob with uh, our good friend Mr. Kawada in it. And I remember I was actually uh, south of the border in lovely Cancun, Mexico, on my non-spring break. And uh, I remember not using the Internet terminal at all, but except I had to go to com on that day to see who won that huge IWGP tournament without realizing uh, it's pretty obvious that fucking Kitsuki Suzaki is going to be IWGP champion again. So, you know. Yep. But, uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to the show. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. I think the match I'm looking forward to the most is, uh, is possibly Nagata versus Suzuki. And also, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Kawada versus Nakamura's new physique. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on the booking and uh, attendance? I mean, booking wasn't really no surprises, really. But um, oh, it was it was right down the middle, Daddy. Bill yep. Alfonso could have booked the show. Uh, I think I think I think the booking was standard par. Everybody wins booking. Uh, I think the attendance wise might have been a little bit better, but it's sort of you know. You can do it in promotional stuff in Japan, but it's just, it's not, you know, it's not, you know, the year 2000. You know, this is not, Team 2000 doesn't exist anymore, but the ideas behind what was going on in Japan at that time, sadly, still do. So, you know, I I think the idea of, you know, I I have no problem with Tenzan and Kojima tagging from now to the end of eternity, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was... It was nice to see a shout out for our boy Hashimoto, but uh, you know, I, I I think I think it was possibly a fun fun day of professional wrestling, and I'm looking forward to watching it. I've seen clips of the the two title matches and um, Kawada Nakamura, and mainly seen the endings. They, they seem like this was a good show, and they drew probably a bit better than I thought. I don't know what the paid attendance really was once you work out whatever formula they use from reported to actual paid, but I think Dave Ditch said it best that there are more pluses than minuses about this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, so that, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's like, you know, what... what do, do, Does anyone really remember what happened last year on the Dome show? I do remember. It was at the beginning of the Brock Lesnar. Oh, right. well, it was it was the first day. It was his a match with uh, Mr. Nakamura, I believe. Oh. And, uh, you know, it oh, was... Yeah. I yeah, it, 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 but see, that's that's the thing. You know, 
I'll always remember this as being the year that something happened at the Tokyo Dome, but hmm. probably not what matches or anything like that. So, but uh, you know, I, I I think you know people have been talking about you've been hearing rumblings that you know New Japan seems to be getting a little bit stronger, stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, if anything, let's let's have every company in Japan become a little bit stronger right now because you know. Hustle, hustle ain't doing it for the people anymore. Hustle, people, people got too much hustle, and they, you know what they got? They got lazy. They, they stopped caring about hustle. And what did hustle do? They stopped doing shows at least till March right now, just so, so you could sit there and watch your hustle fix. So, yeah, you told me you, you somewhat fell out of love with hustle this year, which makes me very very sad. But was it was it the retirement of uh, Razor Ramon Hardgay? That that might have had something to do with it. I I think it's just a, a varied factors. I mean, maybe like part of it was I just it wasn't it wasn't the same exciting hustle I was used to. Like I I guess I just wanted more out of my hustle this year than I, I got. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they've forgotten about wacky foreign gimmicks. You know, they did. You know, of course. Uh, you know the the hustle monster I mean, the monster army cook. Of Quick Hook Lee, one of my personal favorites, and I actually got to meet him, uh, Ryan Sakota, while we were uh, while I was in Hollywood. And uh, you know, of course, you know, here's a guy that's you know been one of Tajiri's henchmen. You know, mm-hmm. he's had like you know he's he's done okay for himself on the Indies and stuff like that. And I think after like the second day, he was sort of sick with questions about be his motivation behind being the Monster Army cook. I see. Oh, uh, back to the Dome Show for a second. I do recommend everyone seek out the Nagata-Suzuki title match, if only for the point where Nagata does the Undertaker face while he has an that's, arm bar locked in. That's also, one of the uh, reasons why I want to watch that match first, is just because any time I can get some sort of Nagata as doing a Undertaker face while doing one of his uh, standard MMA moves, and by his standard, I mean Undertaker's, like that, that's something I want to see. You can also see Minoru Suzuki hulk up for about two seconds, and then uh, also look for a cameo by uh, Takayama on commentary in a Hawaiian shirt that I swear to God I have in my closet right now. Really? Yes. Is it a strong style Hawaiian shirt? I always thought so. Nice. Nice. This is this is this is glorious. I'm I'm excited. I I wish Takayama would just do more commentary on everything. Because sure. you know anything that he's ever done commentary of, he can't sit there and say it's bad. Because most of the time, it's you know pretty pretty damn nice. Yeah. So, yeah. hey Takiyama, I, I got I got no I, I got lots of love still for Takiyama. So good. Uh, we have some breaking news. Speaking of New Japan, uh, Zach Sites reported that the Tokyo Sports newspaper is floating the rumor of Hiroshi Tanahashi versus wait for it Big Dave Batista happening at the twelve eighteen show. Because uh, a, a big four or important guy, Jin, was promised by Simon Inoki. Surely this will f- be as great as the Randy Orton Tanahashi match at SummerSlam a few years back. I or or of course uh, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of it, the high flying Tanahashi versus uh, versus AJ Styles. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's funny how we forget those stuff. <laughs> because it doesn't happen. We really, we really should take a minute here, Joe, and and just take a second here, and I think do a moment of silence for the fine wrestling goodness that was that match last year. So let's take take a second. Hold on. All right. Thank you. 
Oh, sorry, my chair kind of squeaked, but um, that, that's a, well, it, it's understandable because, of course, you just—I I just feel you have your hand over your face and sort of in like just a happy morning, sort of maybe in your happy place, so you can't, yeah. you know, remember the year ago that was spent. And of course, the fact though that you know, it really, I think to the Japanese, it didn't matter at all because you know it was one of their own working some sort of American indie. So, sure. All right. Well. It is almost time for the Observer Year-End Awards to be released. You sent me your ballot, which you also sent to Dave. I have it in front of me here. Nothing terribly surprising. Not too much I can yell at you about. There, it, was, um, there was something that you were actually a little bit upset about. You said it wasn't wacky enough. That, that you yeah, it really wasn't. But I, I, have some, I have some things to question you okay. about here. And the, the Luthez Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year Award, you had Tito Ortiz in first yep. place. Kind of surprising, I thought, a bit. Not, not a not a, a bad choice, but um, why don't you explain? Well, the, the thing with Tito Ortiz is, if I sat there and, you know, if I, I asked a common person, and I don't mean Dusty Rhodes, bringing it all back, uh, wow. if I asked a common person, like if I had a picture of Mystico, if I had a picture of Edge, and I had a picture of Tito Ortiz, who they knew possibly a little bit more, I think more people right now would know a Tito Ortiz more than an Edge or some crazy, wacky, like Nacho Libre guy in a mask. <laughs> so I think a lot of it basically on that. Uh, it was, it was a, to me, it was a battle back and forth between those three on who should be wrestler of the year because I think all three of them had tremendous years. Edge gave us live sex, mm. which was, you know, something that people really have to consider. You know, nice ratings. It was a surprise. It was a nice change. But then the summer and the times that he had the title, it was not about Edge. You don't know. It was about that dastardly Degeneration X Spirit Squad feud that lasted uh, probably actually three years in the course of a year, which, you know, except for the parts where, of course, the Spirit Squad got their win back because we won on that. So that would be, that'd be shocking, Joe. But, uh, you know, I basically took these three guys and sat there and said, all right, well, Tito this year looked, you know, he had that fight with, with Forrest that, you know, technically he should have lost because I had a lot of money on Forrest on that one. So that was that was something that, that sort of irked me. So T. Ortiz lost Dr. Keith some fucking money, Joe, and I wasn't happy about that at all. Uh, you know, Edge, as I said before, good year, but still not the, you know, the, he might be the champion, might have had the best matches on Raw this year. You know, might wrestle like four or five hundred times on a show, but you know, between him, Mystico, reason Mystico didn't win was was simple. It was basically because he had taken some time off this year. You know, he was wasn't a hundred percent. Maybe he wanted to get a little bit more money in some of the you know border areas. I don't know, but uh, you know, as much as I like Mystico this year, and as much as I was very happy to meet Mr. Mystico have him shake my hand and pat him on the head like Benny Hill's little friend. You know, I thought his work in ring was spectacular. I enjoy watching him live. But to me, he just wasn't the wrestler of the year to me. You know, he was just, you know, there was just something there. Maybe it was a language problem between me and Mystico. But I enjoyed his work greatly. But at the same time, after that, after the, after the uh, mask match, he sort of, you know, I know he's still around wrestling every once in a while, but it's not like he used to be, you know, where he would be working 28 shots in one day, Joe, which were, those were awesome days for uh, Lucha Libre. Uh, Edge, as I, I mentioned before, 
a very, very good year. I just wish more of the focal point of the promotion was on him. Uh, Tito was, you know, Tito being, you know, being entertaining, uh, enjoyable, being Ken Shamrock twice. You know, right there, that 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 deserves, you know, that that any if anyone deserves it for any reason, it's because he beat Ken Shamrock two times, two times. Now, for tag team of the year, you had Jane Mark Briscoe, Paul London, and Brian Kendrick in the Latin American Express. One through three, honorable mentions of the Kings of Wrestling, Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles, but no Roderick Strong and Austin Aries, who were the ROH tag champs for the majority of the year. Hmm. I, I, I think the reason why I didn't have them on there, if I maybe had super honorable mention, like super no vacancy, that those uh, Austin and Roderick would be on there. Because I think, I think in reality they work extremely well as a team, and I, I like them as a team. But to me, with Roderick, as much as I like his tag team with Austin Aries, I love his tag team with Jack Evans. I think mm. the Jack Evans, Roderick Strong versus the Briscoe Brothers match was better than any of the Aries Strong matches this year. The one from uh, Best in the World. Yes, yes. Uh, the only the only thing that came close was the match that they had at the second night of the WrestleMania weekend shows against the uh, Blood Generation. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was. The only thing, but I mean, like I'm, I'm just, I'm a huge, huge mark for the Evans and Strong team, and part of me wishes that they had the, you know, title run that Strong and Aries had. And the Briscoes, and the Briscoes being the tag team of the year was just, it was to me, it was a no-brainer because they have been in ring incredible this year, outside the ring just fun, entertaining, lovable, manning up guys. So I I, I I think all the interviews that I did this year, and I did a lot, you know, I think they were possibly one of my favorite interviews this year. All right. As for uh, television, for the best weekly TV show, in third place you had TNA Impact. For the worst television show of the year, you had the runner-up was TNA Impact. It was this kind yeah, of based well, on it, different periods of the year? Yes, of course. Of course. Because I was probably watching TNA Impact while filling this out. And it was probably something that was irking me because at times Impact has been a very good show. Other times it definitely has not. So, no. you know, lately it seems it has not been. Yeah, you know, and and I think I think maybe because of that, maybe because I double voted, maybe I, I should be disqualified for at least those at least the television categories. And considering I'm, I'm a talent scout now, maybe that we should take that into consideration. And uh, the worst gimmick, you had the runner-up as Mike Knox, and you added, does this even register as a gimmick? It does. It's fucking... What is Mike Knox's gimmick? Tell me that. Tell me what Mike Knox has, other than the fact he was a dick to his girlfriend, who's an exhibitionist. A shitty exhibitionist, as you know. A, 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 uh, a, quite simply, the worst exhibitionist in the history of professional wrestling. And, I mean, think, think about that. I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, it's... You know, I, I, I think... I think I would rather see exhibition-wise. I'd rather see Eric Embry's dick than Kelly Kelly trying to unhook her bra again. Come on, just a reoccurring loop of her trying to fucking unhook her bra. It's not that fucking hard. I'm fucking more guys, guys would be more successful unhooking that bra than she would. So is she? Is she? And I haven't seen her in a while, and you know what? I haven't missed her at all. I heard she's gotten better, but I I don't watch ECW for obvious reasons, so I, I can't verify this. Because you're getting ready for Tuesday night. Uh, I am. Of course, January the 30th and WSX. But, uh, I have to make that, sure my uh, schedule is clear. 
that definitely make sure, make sure, make sure you get the Tuesday night uh, WSX parties uh, set. Uh, make sure you videotape them and send them to Ricky Rackman. He'll, he'll, oh, he'll get you set up for that stuff. But uh, no, it was it was Mike Knox gimmick was basically you know I'm a, a shitty wrestler and and that's that's really no gimmick for anyone to have unless of course you make sort of light of that where it's like hi I'm Mike Knox and I suck inside the ring. He and Kelly Kelly were like the the rock bottom shittiest worst Randy Savage and Elizabeth maybe ever. Oh, oh, totally, totally. And, and, and matter of fact, I mean, you know, maybe they're actually both. We haven't seen them in a while. Maybe they're both in a closet somewhere locked in there. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> All right, that is the Observer section. Do we have anything who, else? Who, who, who was your choice for 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 the Fez? Uh, Flair Award, by the way, Joe. I never really... It was going to be Mystico or actually John Cena in my mind because John Cena made the Marine and uh, that gets you something in my book. I, I yeah, really but Edge gave us live sex and uh, Cena gave us the Marine. So think about that. Do the math. And more importantly, John Cena dissed me this year. So Really? How did John Cena diss you? Uh, oh, oh, Joe. Why, why must you make me torment myself with stories of my youth? Uh, WrestleMania uh, weekend in Chicago, there was a huge press conference uh, given Dr. Keith has enormous stroke uh, in the city of Chicago. I was able to attend it and, of course, you know, do recap it in only a way Dr. Keith knows how to. And I'm going to stop referring to myself as a third person because I sound like a jackass. But uh, after, after the event, I was able to talk to a number of the talented members of the WWE roster, and I got my picture taken with uh, John Cena because uh, I'm still a Mark at heart. And I asked Mr. Cena, hey, John, can I, you know, like, because he was, he was about to leave. And I was like, John, I only have one question for you. Can I spin the belt? And I thought that I hit my recorder and turned it on, but instead I, I just had paused it so it wasn't recording anymore. And so you, you, I actually, I think I still have the audio tape of me sitting there asking, the digital audio tape of me sitting there asking him, John, can I spin the belt? But you don't get his answer. Of, no, you don't, you haven't earned it yet. Ooh. Yes. Maybe you have earned it now that you are... I would think I would think after all this time that I would at least deserve to give it like maybe one spin. Yeah. I'm not asking like a crazy thing like multiple times to see how many times I could spin around and have Barlow, the silver back, uh, the shaved silver back on the side spinning around going, Wee! You know, I'm just asking just one spin. That's all. You know? Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and, and spin and go spin the wheel and make the deal either, Joe. Yeah, not a big Price is Right wheel kind of spin but just that would be uh, awesome that would actually that be would awesome be this is the second interview that i've done in a row where the price is right has come up so really? i'm very very excited about that yes yeah, when i was talking to the lovely brian alvarez a, a few weeks ago uh ah. we, we it's somehow other we started talking about the price is right hmm. okay all right do we have anything else left to discuss maybe perhaps your your plans for 2007 you could map out your uh your goals for World domination. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We've gone. We've gone an hour now, Joe. Yep. And uh, you know, I'm. I, I wish I had a lot more in the tank, but there's a lot of things that I can't talk about. So, uh, my plan for world domination really isn't more of world domination. It's just more acceptance for the Dr. Keith brand name. So, I'm thinking of possibly my own clothing line. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I plan on having a good time all the time, in the words of the immortal, uh, Viv Savage. 
Uh, I also plan on, uh, you know, hopefully you know, being involved with the second season of WSX. And, uh, you know, I definitely plan on doing a lot more radio shows in the year uh, 2-0-0-7 than I did in 2-0-0-6. So, you know, the fact that you're beating me right now when it comes to shows is just killing me on the inside. We did not help your own cause by agreeing to be on this show. That, but but at the same time, I, I always enjoy this show. So I thought yeah. that, you know, but I, I would never listen to this show if I was on it. So just just okay. the way you know. Like, I will, I will not be listening to this once it's out there. So. Oh. Unless someone at WSX called me. I hate the sound of my voice. Really? No, I'm kidding. Okay. But uh, I prob- probably will not. I probably will put this in the archives so I could sit there and show show the kids one day what a big deal their papa was when, when, I, was, when I was on Joe vs. the World for the third time and December Eve wasn't there to bring me down and then start talking to my Don Fry voice. Okay. <laughs> I was so. about to ask, but no. Um, why, why don't you plug... Tell the people where to go if they want more Dr. Keith. Oh, for more Dr. Keith, there's so much Dr. Keith goodness to go around. Definitely check out PressPower.com, uh, the current home of the Dr. Keith Pinsky show, uh, uh, although things might always change. Uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, uh, DrKeithShow.com uh, as well will take you to the site where you can download the latest and greatest in Dr. Keith show technology. Yes, uh, I have a show that should be out. To, if it's not up by the time you hear this, uh, it'll probably be up in a day or two. It's our Sky edition of the Dr. Keith Show, as I talk to two people, not related, but with the same last name, as I talk to Kim Sky, the writer-director of Just Another Romantic Wrestling Comedy, now out on DVD, and I also talk to PWG superstar Scorpio Sky. So oh. it's quite, it's, 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 we, we recorded this a few days ago, and I was incredibly happy with what was recorded and with Bill Barlow being stuck in a chimney. So it was, it was, I'm, I'm very happy with the show right now and the way the show has gone. I just want to do more shows. I really, I really, one of my New Year's resolutions was possibly to do, you know, a show every week this year. But by saying that on the show while recording this week, I knew it's not going to happen. So it was like one of those things where I was basically jinxing myself. Oh, well. So, but uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Check out drkeithshow.com. Definitely check out, of course, uh, f4wonline.com, the home of the Adam and Mike show. Uh, I think there's other audio shows that are on there. I don't know. I just I just listen to them basically. Hmm. And, oh, Brian show. Brian show's okay. Oh yeah. I I, I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, definitely check out, of course, the cupstand.com. There, there's also some good audio content on there, and, and Lucha, which is always good. Yes. Um, uh, com. definitely check those out. The DVD with my parents on it should be out uh, hopefully in a few weeks, so that should be good because uh, hopefully I was put over huge on the commentary. Uh, check out, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think if, if there's anything else. Check out hotdogs.com for the best hot dog in Chicago. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. And and just just an advisory you know, just to let you know, I, I have so many wrestling DVDs right now, but they've all taken a back seat to the first season of Beverly Hills 90210. So if, if this is just for the fine, fine, fine people of CBS DVD, please wait a long time before season two so I can watch all my wrestling DVDs and then go back to 90210+. Well, let's hope that call doesn't go unheeded. 
You just you just while watching that show, you just sit there and go, "My God, the ants, the asses on pants were huge back in the day." Indeed, like like everyone's wearing mom jeans. <laughs> very sick, very sick. Uh... Just, just hurt, just hurts my heart just to think about it. So. Well, I encourage everyone, as Keith said, to visit thecubsfan.com or joeversustheworld.com to see the two prior Dr. Keith appearances, one solo. I think that was episode nine and um, one with Mike Sempervivi, which was, I still think, the longest show we've done. At, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good thing because then Sempervivi, that was the thing with doing something with Mike because then I could tag out and just, you know, sort of, you know, do another line and then be ready to, to sit there and, and talk. That was the, the, the Observer, uh, the... Hall of Fame edition. That's right. So, that was a fun. That was a fun show. I that was I, I, I I love I, I love my supper baby. He really isn't a fucker. You know what? Him and I just have re- reconciled. Oh, good. What a momentous day. Well, do you have any final words, Keith? Uh definitely. Uh, definitely keep on supporting the wonderful match sport of pro wrestling. Uh, check out Wrestling Society X. I can't say it enough. January thirtieth, ten thirty Central. 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. You'll edit that. All right. No. Uh, yeah, just uh, definitely, definitely give it a chance. That's, that's the one thing that I have to keep on telling people because I want, I really want people to watch a few episodes of this. And then you can pan it if you want to. But, you know, right. let's, let's, give it, let's give it a few episodes because I'm very, very happy, uh, you know, wa- I'm very, very happy to be a part of this even though my part on it was basically, yeah, that guy would be good. Okay. Well, I encourage everyone to watch Wrestle Society X. We will have a, a show dedicated to the debut of that show on January 31st as a plan right now. I'll be back at some point before that, I hope, with a new show. I haven't thought that far ahead. But as always, I thank Dr. Keith, and I thank everyone for listening, and I will talk to you soon.